Hi folks, a very quick announcement before we get started on the episode this week. And that is a huge thank you to Katie Unicorn Stewart. I don't know if your middle name really is Unicorn. If it is, that is an awesome name. So the fabulous Katie Unicorn Stewart gave us a recent review on Apple Podcasts about the recent Governance Summit summary. So five stars for Take On Board, she says. Loved the recent Governance Summit summary podcasts. Super useful. Katie, happy to help. Thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time to do a review. So a little prompt for others that might be listening. I love it when I get reviews and you might get read out on the pod as well. So get in there and work out how to do ratings and reviews and let me know what you think of the pod. All right, on with the show. Hello, folks. A short intro from me before we get into the usual episode. First and foremost, I know the world is feeling very uncertain for many of us right now as we're in the middle of a global pandemic. I know that the Take On Board community is smart and savvy, so I'm sure you're already staying home as much as you can. It's pretty hard, isn't it? I feel like the world has got smaller as we stay home, yet things are moving at an ever-alarming rate with coronavirus. It's incredibly unsettling for ourselves, our family, friends and our organisations. So I want you to know that whilst I will continue to bring you a weekly dose of strong, smart, savvy women, that they won't all be COVID-related discussions. For the next wee while, I'll alternate between COVID-related topics and our usual stories of getting on a board and being on a board. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I just need a break from it all. So hearing some of these stories, I hope, will be a bit of a relief for you as well. So this week, we're hearing from Sheila Ronning about using your networks and your personal brand to help you get on boards. She's incredible, and I know you'll enjoy what she has to say. And while the world feels like it's upside down at the moment, boards will still need you. I had a conversation with a fabulous woman this week who said that she wasn't sure if now was the right time for her to be pursuing board roles. When I asked her why, she said that she didn't think boards would be looking. Folks, this is definitely not the case. In fact, it's probably a time when organisations need you on their board more than ever. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Sheila, who'll talk to you about your networks and your personal brand and what you need to help to get on a board. And she's got a really fabulous offer at the end of the episode about something that might, um, I don't know, fill the time whilst we're all working from home and staying socially isolated. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Take On Board podcast, where we talk all things boards and governance. I'm your host, Halia Svensson. Being on a board can be interesting, valuable and exciting, yet it can also be really lonely, challenging and hard. So here at Take On Board, we'll bring you weekly tips, tricks and advice to help you build your governance wisdom. We'll shine a light on how to navigate your way onto your first board or to build your board portfolio. We'll also help you to work through those challenges that keep you awake at night. Each week, I'll talk to women who have been there, done that, and together we'll discover what we need to take on board to be your best in the boardroom. Today on the Take On Board podcast, I'm speaking with Sheila Ronning about using your network and your personal brand to help you get on boards. First, let me tell you a bit about Sheila. 
Sheila broke the mould in 2002 with the launch of Women in the Boardroom by being the first to form such an organisation with customised executive training programs and networking opportunities, creating a proven program and process to get women their first, second or third corporate board seat. Her first board was the Minneapolis Chamber of Commerce in the late 90s, and since then she's been on a range of business, industry and not-for-profit boards. I know Sheila is going to have a lot of wisdom to share with us today. Welcome to the Take On Board podcast, Sheila. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am honoured to be here. Oh, well, I know this conversation is going to be fantastic. Sheila, before we explore using your networks, your personal brand and so on, I would love to just dig a little deeper about you. So could you tell me what was young Sheila like and when did you get your first inkling that you'd end up in a governance role? Thank you for asking that. That's a great question. I mean, young Sheila, you know, I think it's the whole entrepreneurial thing, bug hit me early and my mom was an entrepreneur as well. And so, you know, it was really, I mean, it's not even that I thought, oh, governance or boards, that's not really what I was even thinking about at the time. It, my first business, I was sales, marketing, and PR consulting, and I ended up creating a really big networking event so that I could really fill the pipeline. And my mentor came to me and said, oh my gosh, you're so good at getting people in the room and having these big events, and I would love it if you would start an annual event that helps women get onto corporate boards. And so that's really how it started, and I always think that's such an interesting story of how it started, because I was in my you know, late 20s, early 30s. You know, we ended up having these really big events in 15 cities across the U.S., and realizing that's just really not how one gets onto a corporate board, So, you know, plus many other reasons, but then we started the, the membership program to do one-on-one. So... I hope that answers your question. I guess it doesn't really talk a lot, a lot about little Sheila, but I just always had a drive to work hard. That work ethic, I think, is what really just keeps pushing me to work so hard and so long at something. Where did that come from, do you think? Where's that work ethic and, you know, that drive? Where does it come from in you? Again, I think it was, you know, my mom. And whether it was her only buying us so many different outfits for school every year me, and making me go and babysit... <laughs> or get a side job. I don't know. Or it was her working so hard uh, to support us. But I just knew that if, you know, if I wanted something, I was the only one that was going to be able to make it happen. Yeah. And I love that you are now using that beautiful, I can do anything, Jean, to help others do also that I can do anything. That is fantastic. So... Sheila, I know for you, part of the work that you do is about encouraging women to use their network and to use their personal brand to help get on boards. Where do we start in this conversation? What are some of your tips that you've got for women in this? Yeah, well, okay, so I mean, there's so many different aspects to it, right? Where, one, I'm going to talk about women because that's who I work with. I'm sure men are sometimes the same way, but my focus is on women. (laughs) And I am a woman, so that's what I'm going to talk about. So for any men listening, just know, I'm sure maybe you fit into that same bucket, but we're just focused on women. There's so many different situations. Women are not all the same, but we tend to, I don't know, we tend to get in our own way sometimes. Have you ever done that? Where it's like, I don't know if I'm good enough or qualified enough or, gosh, I don't know if I even have anybody in my network that really could help me get onto a board or we're making all these assumptions, first of all, and then 
you know, we're not really thinking about all those great people in our network. And, and you know, part of the reason why we don't even think about those people is because we're so busy in life and helping everybody else that we sometimes forget about those people in our life that are the, really that influencer connector type person. Mm. So, and I'll give a, a definition of those, right? So influencers are people who can influence a decision. And connectors are people who are extremely well connected and they're energized and they love connecting people. That's just who they are. Mm. And so when I'm helping our you know, members think about who in their network can really help them get onto a corporate board. I have them do that organic thought process of like back away from the computer. Don't look at LinkedIn or, you know, your Outlook or Gmail, wherever your contacts are, just back away from your computer and really just give yourself 10, 15, 20 minutes to really think about the people that are in your life that mm-hmm. fall into that influencer connector bucket. And they don't all have to be serving on a corporate board to go on that list. And I know I just, you know, I keep saying corporate board, and I, I just want to make sure your listeners know, too, that this obviously is nonprofit boards, corporate boards, you know, but really I created this whole networking process even to help me as a consultant keep that pipeline, that funnel full. It's really thinking about those people and having that thought process and going way back to even when you went to university or Maybe you've had children and you've met some great parents along the way or you've been in in different clubs or various things throughout your life where you've met these great people and for whatever reason you're just not in touch with them anymore or you might have even forgotten about them because, you know what, we're human and we forget about people all the time. Mm. So it's just good to really just stop and have that thought process of who in my life, right, have I come across that I could put on this list of influencers and connectors and, again, They don't have to be serving on a board to go on that list. A lot of times if you think about lawyers, you know, or bankers or CPAs or consultants, a lot of times those people will know when their clients need board members. Absolutely. Auditors are another one that obviously have a lot of interaction with boards. So you, you know, you think about all those people, you get them down on a list. You know, I'm a fan of spreadsheets. You have to actually put them on a separate piece of paper or folder or file, whatever it is, versus where all your other contacts are. And the reason why is because you don't want to forget about them again. Mm. And you want to make sure that you are, you know, you're building this process. And it is, it's just not a one and done. You can't just reach out to them once and expect to have this amazing connection and they're going to help you get onto a corporate board. Mm. You need to maintain that relationship, but you also need to maintain it in a way where it's not a me, me, me. And honestly, most women don't even network like that. So they would feel uncomfortable with that anyway. Yeah. So I know I'm just kind of going on my whole journey of, you know, the networking process. And I, you know, I don't know if you want me to stop while you ask some questions or anything. Oh, so I'm hearing in there, identify your people. And I love that, identifying the connectors and the influencers. And then you just mentioned there, not as long as it's not me, me, me around that. Right. I'm guessing, actually, why don't I not guess? Why don't I just ask you what you mean by that and about what sort of relationships are people looking for and how can they build them? Let's say it's, you know, they've known Sally for a really long time and they're reaching out to her. If they haven't talked to Sally in a while, they want to make sure that they're approaching that conversation. You know, maybe it's a quick little email just saying, hey, Sally, oh, my gosh, it's been forever since we've connected. 
would love to catch up with you. You're not going into the full explanation of your wanting to get onto a board in that email. It's You're really reaching out and reestablishing that relationship. And then once you're together or, you know, whether it's you're meeting for coffee or you're on the phone, it is all about her in the beginning of like, oh, my gosh, what what's new with you? And, you know, you're obviously very interested in what in what has been happening with her. You know, also thinking if there's anything you can do to help her, mm-hmm. you know, so at the end of her update, you know, even if you can't think of anything to help her with, you just say, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for sharing. If there's ever anything I can help you with, please let me know. And then, of course, you're going to – it's all going to be a natural – you know, I'm helping these members with their – value proposition, right? Their elevator pitch, if you will. But you don't just go into it and then just shove it down that person's throat, right? You are actually, you know, having a a conversation like human beings do, but you are coming prepared knowing that this person might be able to help you and you want to ask them in a way where they actually can help you. I always say, listen, our network wants to help us, but we need to help them help us. Yes. And we need to give them the information. So if somebody was looking for a job and they came to you and said, hey, I'm looking for a job, you would be, okay, what kind of job? And maybe they're assuming that you know exactly what they do or what they'd be looking for, and maybe you are feeling guilty, like, oh, gosh, I should know this, and I don't want to ask any questions because I feel bad I should know, but then you're not going to be any help to them either. Being as specific as you can without it sounding like a shopping list. So, you know, all of what I'm hearing is there be genuine, be authentic. It shouldn't be transactional. And it also shouldn't make their eyes gloss over. Yes. Yes. It's a conversation, not a sermon. (laughs) No, exactly. Right. You need to be able to clearly articulate what your value add is, what you're looking for. And you really need to be able to do that within like 60 seconds. So then how do you, in helping women to develop that value proposition in 60 seconds, how do you do that with women? Well, I actually do it pretty well because (laughs) I do it all the time. (laughs) I know, you set me up for that one. Absolutely. I typically, and you know, they're always so scared of that call, right? Because they're thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to come up with my elevator pitch, my value proposition. I mean, I think about doing it for myself, and I, you know, I'm not excited about it. I, I mean, that just kind of makes me feel queasy and uneasy about it, right? But little do they know that we're going to get on the phone, and I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to take notes. I want you to just sit there and answer my questions, and it's really going to just be a yes or a no. Mm. And then I'll go into something where I'm saying, okay, now I want you to tell me a few stories, right, where I'm wanting you to tell me what are some different types of situations that a company might be going through where you would add tremendous value. And there I will find my little nuggets. So I'll be taking notes as she's talking, telling me those stories. And, of course, you know, when you're a board member, it's eyes in and fingers out. So I'm focused on having her tell me those stories where maybe it is, okay, you know what? I'm really great at scaling a business. I am a digital disruptor. I am great with, you know, transforming a business if they're analog into digital or 
really the whole cybersecurity and making sure that whatever risk they're taking aligns with their strategy, or maybe it's a you know pre-IPO before they go public. Or I'll bring up different examples of situations that they could talk about mm-hmm. and help steer them in that direction. And then, because I do this all the time, I'm I'm very quick at you know putting it all together and reading it to them. I love that you do it in that interactive process and just draw out those little nuggets in there as you're having the conversation. And for people who are listening to this, they could do some of that thought process themselves. None of this is rocket science, right? You can do all of this on your own for sure. And we'll probably get to this a little bit later, but like even the networking process that I've created, I mean, I have it, you know, recorded on a webinar. I have all of this stuff on webinars. So you can certainly just, I mean, we're wanting to help women. And yeah, of course, we'd love to have you become a member and have us, you know, let us help you, but you don't have to become a member, right? You you can do it on your own. And, and hey, we even have every single tool on a webinar to help you do that by yourself. Hi, everyone. It's Helia just coming in here to let you know that I know many of you are now working from home and physically distancing yourself from others. And I know that it's hard. I'm certainly finding it hard. So I think now more than ever, it's incredibly important for us to connect. Just last week, I ran a breakfast event for 40 wonderful people via Zoom. Usually it's a face-to-face breakfast event, but of course that's not possible right now. The only upside of this is that it means that you can be part of the next event from wherever you are in the world. I'll likely have another one in the next few weeks. So if you'd like to connect with the Take On Board community, come on over to the Facebook group, which is where I'll announce the next one, or send me an email and I'll make sure I let you know. I'd love the chance to meet you and introduce you to some of the other fabulous women in this network. Now, back to Sheila. Again, what I'm hearing in here is take the time to think about it. Take the time to think about your network and who are the influencers. Think about who are the connectors. Think about what your value add is. And, you know, if we're fortunate enough to be able to sit down with someone like you, Sheila, to pick out those nuggets of gold, that is awesome. Yet even to prepare for that conversation, I would hope that women are, what is it that I've done? What is the value that I can add? So have you got an example maybe of one of the women that you've worked with where you've worked on that with her and what she's done with it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the whole thing is too, it's... it's the networking and it's also your your personal brand, right? We, I mean, you can't go to your network and be asking for this if you don't have a great reputation, if you don't have a great brand. Mm. So a couple of different stories that I can think of is one, I mentioned earlier we had done those those really big events, you know, in 15 cities across the U.S. And during that time, we had all of these extremely experienced, you know, mainly women corporate directors that were sharing their stories with our attendees and it was it was amazing and it just so happens that when I you know shifted everything into the more one-on-one the membership platform several of those women have actually joined now as a member because they were having a hard time getting onto their next board and they knew that I had this that I'd created that networking process where it was really helping women get onto their next board and you know, because you always hear that rumor, too, of like, once you get onto your first one, your phone starts ringing, and that simply is not true. Is it easier to get onto your second one? Yes, but that doesn't mean your phone starts ringing. So Ellen signs up, and, 
you know, I go through the whole networking process with her. And Ellen's kind of one of those people who, I mean, listen, she's been serving on corporate boards for like 20, 30 years, and, and she knows a lot. And I'm not taking that away from her at all. But I know how to help her get onto other boards, into new boards. And so it was just kind of this dynamic, right? But she really just listened and just gave into this process. You know, we checked in a few weeks after she started really using it. And she goes, I cannot believe the ROI. Just changing up how I'm even talking to people or, you know, instead of just picking up the phone and calling someone or sending them a really long email, I can't believe, like, I've just made little tiny changes to how I'm reaching out to them and what I'm saying and how I'm getting such a better response. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, right now I'm actually, you know, the finalist for three different boards. <laughs> wow. What were some of those tiny little tweaks or changes that she made about how she presented yeah. and who she presented to? So a lot of times what we do when we're reaching out to people, we're like, you know, it's like such a long email. And we send it during their busy day. And it could be someone who's really, really wanting to help us. But, okay, so I always use the story of Carla, right? Carla comes to me. She sends me an email. And it's a really long email. And I can tell that most of it is a copy and paste. She didn't reformat all of it, right? And it starts out with, oh, my gosh, Sheila, how are you? Oh, it looks like everything that went in the boardroom is doing great. Oh, I have a favor. And all of a sudden it goes into this really long email. You know, it's like she's she's written this book and she's wanting me to read some of it and then write something for the book. And I'm so honored. That's so lovely. She wants me to write something for this book. And she needs it in two days. Oh, Ooh, yes. I'm like, oh, shoot, i got to stop reading this email, and I have to get on to, you know, this scheduled call with one of our members. Oh, I'm busy, 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 uh, work, work, work. And in my emails, the way I have it set up is that there's 100 emails on the very first page, and if I get an email from, you know, a member, right, or something that, I, you know, I know I need to quickly take care of, I will star them like with a red star so that I don't forget about them or I'll flag them somehow. Carla's email wouldn't get a flag because it's lovely and nice, but I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, it's not a paying member. And so what happens though is, you know, because I have the email set up where there's a hundred on that first page. Once you get to the second page, Mm -hmm. I think we know what happens, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, nothing happens until, you know, a couple months later, I've got a couple extra hours. So, oh, I should, pro- oh, I should probably go look at that second page. I should probably go look at that second page of emails and see what's there. Yes. So I see Carla's email there, and I'm just feeling so guilty. Just that pit at the bottom of my stomach, I'm just, oh, I feel so bad, and I just, oh, my gosh. And the phone rings again, and I forget about Carla's email again. And two or three months pass by again. Go look at that page two. I see her email. I start feeling guilty. But now I'm annoyed with her. 
because she's making me feel guilty. And you know what? She shouldn't have sent that email to me. She shouldn't have sent that really long email to me. And, oh, my gosh, she sent that to me on a Tuesday during my business day. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I'm so sick of feeling guilty about this, and I delete it. Uh-huh. Right. And now I'm going to start avoiding Carla. Mm. Don't be Carla. Be Ellen, who's got her... Short and sharp emails, who's building the relationship, who's clear on her value add. So instead what she did, Ellen takes that, you know, situation and what she does instead is she sends, hey, Sally, it's been a while since we talked. Let me know if you have time for a cup of coffee or a phone call over the next couple of weeks. And she sends that email, that very short email on the weekend. Because, you know what, we're all really busy during the week, and even if we get a short, you're just going to get a better ROI on the weekend. Oh, that is so interesting to hear, Sheila. I confess I actively avoid sending emails on weekends a lot of the time. Not not entirely. I will definitely send yeah. personal emails on the weekend, but not businessy type ones. But maybe I'll need to do my own little experiment and just see how it goes yeah. with some of those things. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. Well, you think about it. So Friday comes along, right? And everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to get out of work. Can't Mm -hmm. wait to stop reading these emails. Saturday, you know, their family, friends, errands, whatever. But I guarantee you Sunday comes around and they're going to be like, well, I really need to see what I got coming up this week. Mm. Yeah. And your email is going to be at the top of the list. And because it's so short sweet and easy to respond to. It doesn't have multiple layers or multiple questions or multiple things they have to respond to. It's, oh my gosh, great to hear from you. Would love to catch up. Yes. Yeah, I love that. That's easy to respond to. It is. You, you often see those emails, don't you, where you just have to say, yes, that would be great. Or yeah. yes, give me a call and we'll make a time, whatever it may be. You know, when you end up that, in that back and forth with people about, what about Tuesday 11? No, that doesn't work for me, blah, blah, blah. Well, then it's also on, you know, whoever sent the email to once they get that to say, okay, here's seven different times for a phone call, right? Give them times and if you're in different time zones, Make sure that you're figuring out their time for them. Yes. Make it easy for them to respond. Our network wants to help us. We yeah. need to help them help us. And it's interesting, isn't it? I think I often speak with women similar things about reach out to your network. Oh, I couldn't do that. You know, Sally, let's use Sally because we're already talking about yeah. her. Yeah. Sally's too busy or Sally's too important or Sally wouldn't want to hear from me. No, yeah. And yet every time you turn it around to in this instance, Alan. Alan, what would happen if somebody reached out to you? Exactly. How would you feel? Oh, I'd be so chuffed that they reached out to me. Oh, I would love to hear from Sally. That would be great. Okay. So maybe that's how they'll feel. But do it even with Carla. I wanted to help her. Yes. But she, you know, it was just, yes, I was so busy, but she shouldn't have sent me that really long email and only had, you know, given me two days, right? But then also she shouldn't have sent that really long email and a really long email during my business day. Yes, yes. And in fact, just out of interest, did, oh, I'm losing track of people, Carla. It was Carla that sent the very long email, wasn't it? Yep. Did she follow up with you at all? Was there any follow-up at all? No, there was no follow-up. Because that's the other interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, maybe if a week later Carla had said, look, I know I said I needed this by two days later, just thought I'd check in. 
don't worry about it now, I've got somebody else, or I'd still love to catch up. That motive then let you off the hook. Exactly. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I meant to get back to you. If she would have said, you know, I am so sorry I only gave you a couple of days or please don't worry about it. I haven't talked to Carla since, and that was, and that is a true story. Her name is really Carla, too. I always keep thinking I should change it, but I just I never do. So, okay, well, there's another gal talking more about the whole personal branding and talking to her about, listen, you as an expert in, you know, this area, I can't remember exactly what her value add was, but she definitely needed to make sure people knew, and everybody does, right, that they're an expert in whatever they are an expert in. And that's, you know, another thing, too, with women is we're like, I don't want to say I'm an expert. If you have worked more than 10,000 hours at something, you are an expert. I'm not making that up, right? So it's, anyway, so she needed to really put herself out there and let people know how great she was at this. And, and, you know, really we talked about getting out there and speaking. And she really just was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it. Okay, fine, I'm going to go to this conference. She went to this conference, spoke at it. There happened to be Rosetta Stone, public company in the audience. And the Rosetta Stone person came up and talked to her afterwards. Carolyn went on to the Rosetta Stone board. Oh, my goodness. So... Getting yourself out there and, you know, defining your brand and getting it out there. It can be one-on-one coffees with people. It could be reaching out via email. It can absolutely be getting on the speaking stage and there, bang, comes your... You know, doing podcasts, doing Mm -hmm. blogs, right? I mean, there's so many great ways to get yourself out there. You really need to make sure that you're letting people know how amazing you are let people know it and then really work through that networking process for some of that more one-on-one type connections and relationships. Yeah. Oh, Sheila, I, I want to keep talking, but I, I know I cannot believe how quickly the time has gone. We have touched on so many fabulous things today around personal brand and networking. What are the main points you want people to take away from the conversation that we've had today? Well, there's just so many, isn't there? Well, one, I always love the whole, our network wants to help us, but we need to help them help us, right? So you need to know what your value add is, and you need to be able to clearly, you need to let them know what you're looking for, what you want. Mm -hmm. And just don't assume, you know, you go into that, that whole job conversation, right? Where someone's telling you, hey, I'm interested in getting a job. That's, that's assuming that they know what your value add is. And, of course, if you don't ask, you don't get. So you need to make sure that you ask. I mean, I, I was talking with these one women one time, and it just so happened that I was in, was in Barcelona, and these women from Norway were in the audience, and they were telling me afterwards, well, we just can't ask. That's just not our culture. Yeah. And I said, well, just so you know, I am half Norwegian. I said, even though I have not been to the motherland, sorry about that. I said, but I completely understand because, you know, half my family, Norwegian, like I grew up like that. I get it. But what I did say to them, I said, well, okay, if you're not going to ask, and it's not a bad thing, by the way, to ask for what you want. I said, do you think that they can read your mind? And they just said, 
no, they can't. And I said, there's a way to ask. And really, it's like, it's kind of frustrating when you're on the receiving end and you're like, I know you want something, but you're really, you're just not asking me for it. Mm. Which means that often you're not clear on what they are actually asking for. Yeah. And also you can take another stand on that too. Like, well, if you're not even going to ask me for, for this, how can I possibly refer you to somebody? Absolutely. You're clearly a connector as I am. Often I'm finishing yeah. conversations with, so who can I connect you to that would be helpful? And you are absolutely right. You need to know what it is they want so that I can connect them to the right people. I don't want to, inverted commas, waste my network on the wrong connection as well. That's a waste of everybody's time. So I want to be sure that I'm connecting people, that there will be a a value-add for both sides of that conversation. Yeah, and it's your brand if it's not. Exactly. Oh, fantastic. So, Sheila, is there a resource you would like to share with the Take On Board community? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I just want to make sure that women know, you know, the whole networking process and you don't have to become a member of ours for us to help you right i mean we have so much great information on our our website but we have this the networking process webinar it's recorded and i would love to offer it to your listeners you know for free no charge if they if they send me an email Oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, is that okay? I don't know. Folks, what do you think? Is that okay? A free resource to help us get networking better? I think so. That is fabulous. I will put your email in the show notes, Sheila, so people can get in. I think that's what you said, to email you. Yep, the Ronning at womeninthebordroom.com, yes. Fabulous. There you go. Rodding at womeninthebordroom.com. And I will also make sure a link to that is in the show notes. That is a very generous offer. Thank you. But just for the next month. Great. The yeah. next 30 days. We need to put a cap on that because I. that's the other thing. I want women to do this now. Don't wait. Just go for it now, right? What are you waiting for? Oh, I love it. I love it. It it is also part of that, you know, if it's around forever, uh, then people will potentially not do it. So great. For the the next 30 days, you can email Sheila and you will get free access to that fabulous webinar about networking and how to, you know, find your influencers and connectors. That is a very generous offer, Sheila. Thank you. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with the Take On Board community today. I know people will get not only a lot out of listening to this, but also a lot out of uh, that networking webinar that you've so generously offered. So thank you for your time today and for sharing with our community. Well, and thank you so much. It was truly an honour to be on your show. Thank you. That's a wrap for the Take On Board podcast today. I do this podcast because I love bringing good women together. So it's great to be able to share these conversations that I'm having with these amazing group of women with you. Now, can I ask a favour? Could you share this podcast with someone you know? Perhaps you can share it with some of your board colleagues or someone else that you know that's interested in exploring all things boards and governance. With your help, we can grow the Take On Board community. Last but not least, if you want to continue the conversation, you can also join us over in the Take On Board Facebook group, where there's lots of great discussions, tips, tricks and resources being shared. I would love it if you can join in the conversation there. You can find it by searching Take On Board in Facebook. Thanks for listening, 
and tune in next week for another fabulous conversation.